Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Real-time crime. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, social sleuths, everyone. Welcome back to Real Time Crime. I'm your host, Leo Lamar, and today we're going to be discussing a local L.A. crime, Ghislaine Maxwell again, Lauren Smith-Fields, and we'll probably get to a voicemail maybe this time. We promised you, and it just never happened, but we will get to it. But first, a quick announcement and possibly a crime. My regular co-host, Teddy Mellencamp, who you know and love, is on vacation and didn't take us. Dimitri? How do we feel about this? I'd like to say that I'm um, surprised, but I'm not. This is, this is Teddy. <laughs> yeah, F Teddy. Yeah, ever since she lost that fanny pack, I feel like she's become someone else. And who knows? Maybe her vacation is back there looking for it because she seemed oddly attached to it. But Wow, she's getting too close to the case. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she Meddling. flew back to Aspen to track down her fanny pack. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, Teddy, we miss you. But... Lucky for us, we have a guest host today who's a dear friend of mine and absolutely hilarious human being. You may know him from his one-hour Comedy Central special, Don't Be Yourself, a Comedy Central half-hour special from Conan six times and probably more than that by now, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Showtime is live at South by Southwest. Can you hear that I'm dying slowly every credit inside Amy Schumer? I think I've forgotten how to read at this point. Um, it's my friend Mark Norman. Mark? Welcome to Real Time Crime. I'm exhausted after reading just one third of your credits. Hey, hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, boy, I wish you were my mom. She doesn't know any of those credits. So <laughs> that's nice to hear and great eyebrows. Wow, Mark, I am actually your mom. Lucky you. And I have photos of you clipped out and put on my refrigerator. Is that a crime? No, no, it's very nice. Thank you. It'll remind you to not eat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, this is my intervention. Thank you. I have been putting on the balance recently. Okay. Can we, just, can we set up this scenario just what people can't see right now? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. Mark let, is sitting, let he's got sunglasses on. He's clearly in a hotel room, I assume. Otherwise, he uh, has modeled his home after a hotel. 
sheets are in disarray behind him. Like something has gone on. It's it's I'm going to say it's it's relatively morning time and he's got sunglasses on. So it, what's up, Mark? It looks like he just committed a crime. Like you're 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 at a Ramada Inn looking at a 90s cube television, wondering where it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the only crime is I stole a woman's heart. No, no, it's just uh, just, just one woman from the look of that hotel room. <laughs> It was one woman and two men. But yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> this is the road, folks. You know, I'm on the road here. I'm in Syracuse. It's 12 degrees outside. I've already masturbated six times. So it's <laughs> nice to be on a, on a Zoom. Keep Only you from six? The, uh, the Pornhub. I, yeah, it's, it's just boring. I beat them. you. Yeah, I, I got to eight this morning right before it, this. Well, send me the video. <laughs> I will. Um, I'm so glad you knew I filmed it. That's another crime is that Mark actually has a camera in my apartment somewhere. <laughs> I assume you're on OnlyFans. Every uh, every lady I know is on OnlyFans. They're cleaning up. I- I'm not. I'm actually on OnlyFeet. Turned out I didn't have any fans. <laughs> Those are huge. <laughs> my feet, feet? are huge. Yeah. <laughs> She's got quite a hoof. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you see this big toe. Um... <laughs> oh, boy. It could take out a tiny village. So mark they're asking how we know each other i sure, think i've pieced it together but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i just left mark's hotel room <laughs> yes yes she was here no, um, no it was actually the maid it, was my with, tip with the candlestick in the library <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put we, it yeah we met what se- six years ago yeah, years ago on the comedy scene, you know, everybody just kind of intermingles. Uh, it happens. What were we at the store, the improv, an alt show? Who knows? I think it was something way less glamorous. I'm trying to think back into my comedy spank bank. And <laughs> <laughs> I think we were in the East Village. That's the name of Louie's new album, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Louie Anderson. All right. Oh, no. Jeez. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. No, you mean Louis C.K. Yeah, comedy spank <laughs> bank. It was right there. Um. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. I. Uh. Yeah. I think we met at a show. I feel like. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share this, and if you hate me after, take a number. You know. Bring so. It on. So we were at a very alt show in. I feel like it was like Seventh and Saint. Seventh and and Avenue A or first. Oh, Niagara! I do remember this. Yes, it was at Niagara, and the entire audience didn't speak English. Yeah, the best kind. (laughs) And and you were running your set that you were doing the next night for like Fallon or Colbert or something, and and we everyone was bombing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was bad (laughs) because they literally didn't understand. And then you got to Colbert Fallon the next night, and turns out those foreign tourists were the audience. There too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yes, I remember seeing you. I remember thinking this is the first time I've seen an attractive Jew. I was blown away. Thank you and, so much. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Jew but, yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, Mark, you're not Jewish. That's a crime. I wish. I w- all my heroes are. <laughs> So let's get to the bottom of this. So I'm sure people want to know by now with the tension that's in the air. Did you guys ever hook up? No, no. <laughs> Never. Bye, Coastal, no. you know. I know this sounds crazy, but um, if you can believe this, Mark respected me. 
<laughs> yeah. It's rare, but it happens. I know it is rare. I mean, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, my guess was with, my guess was that you hadn't because if you had, then for you to say, would you come on my podcast? I think you would be a little more hesitant than sure. So I, oh, yeah. you don't. <laughs> she's a good egg. I, you know, she's a funny lady, and I'm I'm down. It's always good to see her. Oh, Mark, love you. Okay, wait, Mark. You know, I I think some of the fans might want to know more about you because they're used to just me and Teddy rambling on about nothing. Mm-hmm. So you don't look like Teddy. You're not Teddy. Um, you're Mark Norman, uh, a legend, a comedy king. How did you get involved in comedy? Did you always want to be a stand-up comedian? Let's just start from the basics. Uh, well, you know, it's boring old story. Rudderless <laughs> guy, loser, lived in a house with five guys in Louisiana. You know, alcohol. You lived in a house with hamburgers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it was rough. And then I just started doing open mics out of just sheer loserdom. I had nothing Please going on. want to kill myself. Yeah. And I just fell in love with it. And I always loved comedy, but being a comedian was like being an astronaut. But I just said, God, I'm moving to New York. What else is going on? I got nothing to lose. And I just became immersed in the comedy scene. And that was it. I, I found my calling. You really put the merce in immersed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> you are a male nurse of the profession. Right. Um, or I another like... word for a fanny pack. Immersed. Oh. Love that for you. Um, I also love that you compared stand-up comedy to being an astronaut. <laughs> oh man, I mean, same skill set, honestly. It's just yeah. as difficult to get into. <laughs> Very hard to be good at. Sure, but uh, yeah, I never thought I could do it. But you know, you just take it one step at a time, and you get there. Hmm. And here we are. Now I'm in a hotel room in Syracuse, <laughs> living the dream. That's right. So to just to to tie it into the show, have you ever committed a crime? And if so, what was it? Many, many. I have a, a shop. I'm a kleptomaniac, actually. I, I have a shoplifting problem. I'm like a male Winona Ryder. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah, I, I just get a kick out of it. I don't even need half of it. I steal like a Snickers bar. I never steal from someone's home or anything like that. But corporations <laughs> and like a 7-Eleven. I'm the airport. I'm um, Sticky Fingers Norman over here. Oh, my God. You're I'm really real- good at it comedy robin hood over here yes yes <laughs> just handing out sn- half-eaten snickers bars on the street to people yeah nice. there you go should we have the hotel check your luggage before you leave no please don't because, uh, <laughs> it's full of towels and shampoos and i got a lamp in there so yeah how was the robe was it was it nice enough to steal yeah the robe i got a million robes at home i love the robe I, I just can't, especially the airport where they're screwing you so hard on like a $19 sandwich. I'm like, I got to take this wrap. It's for the good of the people. I thought you were going to say $19 flight. And I was like, yeah, I also fly Spirit. <laughs> right. um, and I'd like to thank one of our sponsors here today. So, okay. <laughs> Wait, have you ever gone to jail? A few times, yeah. <laughs> to visit people or like... <laughs> well, like, just conjugal visits drunk tanks you know he's got to sleep in jail overnight and then once or uh, i got caught peeing at a waffle house in the waffle house and a cop walked in and saw me so i went to jail and when you say peeing in the waffle house you mean not in the bathroom yeah exactly i was so drunk. into the pancakes yeah. <laughs> i love that you said but a cop walked in and caught me like it like that's the only thing that could have happened that would have gotten you in trouble not anybody else eating or the people that walked that worked at the waffle house well they don't care those waiters they could give two shits you know 
literally. But, uh, yeah, peeing in the Waffle House, had to go to jail for that one. A lot of peeing in public, a lot of drunk in public, <laughs> stuff like that. DUI, too much booze. But murders, dismemberment were clean? Yeah, no no murder, no no hurting, no uh, physical harm. No murder? Thank you so much for your time, Mark, but we're going to have to look for a new guest host. Thank you. So, uh... <laughs> Not yet. One day I'll run over a kid or something. Oh, my God, Mark! Who knows? This is being recorded. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait. Okay. But I love the idea of a drunk tank where they just take care of you. They just yeah. put you in a blanket and give you a burrito. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of mean to you. They throw you in a cell and yell at you. But uh... okay. Now you're turning me on, Mark. Watch. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Good times. Oh boy. Okay, Mark. Do you do you like any true crime cases? Do you have any true crime cases that are do you find crazy or funny or weird? I think they're all pretty entertaining. I mean, I've watched all the Netflix docs, the, uh, the, what is it? The sunshine killer sun? No. Oh shit. What's that guy? Sunny the golden gate. Golden gate. That one's great. I love the Zodiac. I love the, uh, <laughs> the one, what's the guy? The you mean the documentary is not the actual murderers, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, yeah. they're fascinating. Yeah. There's so many good ones. Mark, but, what's your Zodiac? I think I'm a Virgo. Now start acting like one. Uh oh. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, okay. What are you, you a know? Taurus? We we uh we How dare you? I'm a Gemini. Okay. Oh, nice. That's a good yeah. one. Galileo walked so that basic women in LA could run. <laughs> well, I'm a flat earther, so I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but yeah. I love when people blame stuff on their on their zodiac sign. You know, I'm a I'm a Aquarius, so we uh, you know, we're allowed to be. So you're like, all right, great. <laughs> Dimitri, didn't you post on your Instagram something story something so, story something about like the zodiac signs that match with every serial killer, and most of them were Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I actually, really? I actually I didn't post it. I sent it to you. Um, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. I was proud that there were no Leos on there. Dimitri, did I just hurt your feelings that I forgot a one-on-one -on -one interaction? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I just wanted, I didn't want people, you know, perusing my social media, going all the way back, looking for it. Okay. It's just not there. Yeah, I, I heard not, the, I heard the whimper when you first started that sentence. I was thinking. That's how I think. Like okay, a puppy. Brian Laundry. All right. So <laughs> taking it back. All right. I think it's time for us to get into some hot topics for today. And look, I don't, think that these cases are like when we talk about Ghislaine Maxwell, Mark, I just expect you to be you. That's all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> I'm a fan. She does good all right, work. But... She's a hell of a recruiter. <laughs> okay, but we're going to take a quick break before we get into hot topics. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. 
In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. And I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to Real Time Crime. We're going to get into our hot topics. We're going to start off first with a woman who was stabbed to death while working at Luxury LA Furniture Store in a very random daytime attack. Oh, my God. This story is so tragic. We all heard about this last week. A 24-year-old woman was stabbed while working at a high-end furniture store in Hancock Park. Brianna Kupfer of the Pacific Palisades was killed Thursday by a man who was unknown, but we've actually tracked him down. We'll get to that in just a second. And he entered the store Croft House on North La Brea, stabbed her, and she was found dead by a customer who reported this to the police. The suspect has now been named and he fled through a back door after the attack. Surveillance footage obtained by multiple local news outlets show him calmly walking northbound down an alley behind the crime scene. This murder is very tragic. She was a graduate of both Brentwood High School and the University of Miami. And, you know, she had been working toward a degree in architectural design at UCLA Riley Ray, the co-owner of the Croft House Furniture Store, told the LA Times that Kupfer had actually been working at the business for just over a year before the attack. She was an intelligent, poised, well-liked woman and saying that she was mature beyond her years. So they found the, uh, an assault weapon at the 300 block of North La Brea around 1.50 p.m. local time on Thursday according to the LAPD, and the suspect and the victim allegedly were not known to each other prior to the attack. So this does seem pretty random. And also um, told to CBS LA, the suspect had entered a chiropractic practice 
literally right before he walked into Croft House and just stabbed this woman. Okay, so we know now that 31-year-old Sean Laval Smith was taken into custody in Pasadena on Wednesday. And Pasadena police say Smith was spotted by a citizen who recognized him from photos. Actually, it was a bartender um, who recognized him from photos that were distributed around. And officers found him on a bus bench, arrested him. And the bartender at this Pasadena restaurant recognized him um, for using the bathroom. So he, this guy's just going into lots of local businesses. So you and- see, Mark, people use the bathroom when they go in a restaurant. They don't just pee in the restaurant. <laughs> ah. Good point. Good point. My, my first question, was this guy wearing a mask? I hope so. <laughs> he the... was. What's interesting is that you said he fled. But as you pointed out, he literally did this, walked out the back door, casually walked down the alley. And then my understanding is he went to a store and returned something like 30 minutes later. Oh, wow. wait, wait, wait. Gonna... But to me, too, we're going to get into that in two second. But also... This arrest comes after police announced a $250,000 reward for any information of his whereabouts. Suspicious to me. He was considered armed and dangerous. And then apparently he had been arrested a dozen times starting in 2010 in South Carolina. And he's also arrested in 2020 for a misdemeanor in Covina. I guess he had possession of stolen property in which he was cited and later released. And Dimitri, you apparently actually have a connection to this story. I do. The, um, the, a friend of mine is the one that owns the chiropractic business next door where he had gone in first. So wow. apparently he went in there um, before that happened. And he asked the receptionist a few questions, random questions, sort of like what kind of work they did there. And they were actually, um, it was relatively, it wasn't like he seemed confused or this and that. He, he was asking int- relatively intelligent questions. And then he left. Um, what, what do you say relatively about questions he was like is the earth flat or round (laughs) (laughs) do you have a knife not not philosophical no okay um i forget he actually asked if they do a certain sort of uh, chiropractic work or a certain orthopedic work there okay so uh, so an intelligent question that seemed pertinent to the business not something random right and so my under my thinking here is that he went in there um and luckily he heard my friend who owns the business in the back like i guess she made some noise or called out or something and then he ended up leaving. Mm. If you were to think about it, because the the next next door, then he went next door. I don't know if he was waiting to go in there to 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 kill um, in the furniture store for a reason, or if he was just looking for someone that was alone. So he didn't even steal anything, right? No. So it just like randomly went into a store just to kill someone. Wow. So, yeah. And so my my thinking is it very well could have been, and they were very shaken, obviously, next door at, at the office, because, I mean, who knows if, if he thought that receptionist was there alone, it very well could have been there. Um, that's doesn't, crazy. You know, obviously, it's sad either way. I think the thing that's so shocking is that it seems like there's just no motive at all. Also, yeah. I'm I'm going to say this. I am disturbed by this case specifically by the number of men who sent me this case thinking I'd be interested in it because she was hot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> thought about sending it to you. Thanks, Mark. No, but it's true. If, if the woman is attractive, the story gets elevated a lot. I think it's a weird kind of picking and choosing. We do. If she was like an overweight lady with an eye patch, we'd go, ah, what a shame. And then we move on. But if she's hot, it gets a lot more press. 
Well, I think that's what everyone was talking about with the Gabby Petito case is that mm. a lot of people were alarmed that it, the only, they felt like the only reason it got so much attention was that she was a beautiful blonde woman. Right, right. Yeah, there's uh, probably some and- truth to that. <laughs> okay, so now that the suspect has been caught, where do we think this goes? Mm. I, it, this, this, you know, I, I think that maybe this is like a mental illness situation. Mental illness, like with great responsibility, with great power comes great responsibility. Like either you become a comedian with it or, you know. I mean, listen, if, if what you were saying, Mark, I, the, the chance of him rehabbing or rehabilitating, when you do something like that, in that call of blood, and it does literally, we have camera footage that it doesn't even phase him. Yeah. There was no remorse. There was no, oh my God, what have I done? There was no, I, I, I don't, I see that as a different type that, than someone that could possibly be rehabilitated. Dimitri, are you 100% sure they have the right person? I mean, I, I haven't been there, but I, I feel, I mean, they're pretty, they seem pretty confident and it seems to match. Yeah, um, I think this is obviously, again, super devastating. So sorry to her friends and family. This is absolutely tragic. And yeah, this guy should be behind bars for life. All right, let's get into Ghislaine Maxwell. I, I honestly can't wait to stop talking about her. But yeah, uh, our fave Ghislaine. Um, I mean, Ghislaine. I'm, I'm going to say Ghislaine because I can't not. Thank you. Yeah. So she's going to end her fight to keep eight John Doe's secret the court is going to decide whether the name should be unsealed. I mean, just sounds like she doesn't want to get suicided. Who do you think the eight John Doe's are? And how many of them are still alive? There's definitely more than eight, is my opinion. But... <laughs> I mean, for real. You really think there's only eight people that that were part of this entire island? And Okay, how many Clintons? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wide variety. we got Clinton. we got Prince Andrew. We've had Chelsea Handler on that plane. It's a, it's a real... Grab bag of of celebrities like a Mad Libs. I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to upset anyone, but I did hear Santa was on there. Oh no! Of course, a (laughs) Jewish person would try to burn Santa. (laughs) Yeah, the the royal family. Lots of naughty children. (laughs) The royal family is not even waiting, right? They're just rolling over on on the prince. (laughs) They basically stripped him of his titles and his whatever, and they're like, "Hey, good luck with all that." Yeah, he has to fight the lawsuit as a private citizen. Yeah. That's they really they just immediately stripped him. That's pretty crazy. I thought they'd fight for one of their own. Nah, they're that's their style. It's so much HR and PR with them. They gotta just they gotta go with the flow. HR, PR, ER. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only other R I PCR (laughs) test. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. That's all I got. R word. (laughs) Oh god. Dimitri's face. Okay. All right. So so here's what's going on. Um, all right. The documents containing the names of the eight John Doe's are connected to a 2015 de- de- defamation? Defamation. Am I okay? Case brought by Virginia Roberts Joruff. Joffrey. Jo- uh, you know, I looked this up ahead of time. Dimitri. Did you? no you're wise beyond your years the documents containing the names of the eight john does are connected to a 2015 defamation case brought by virginia roberts jufrey who claimed epstein sexually abused her while she was a minor and that maxwell aided in the abuse 
case was settled in 2017. Maxwell, 60, faces up to 65 years in prison after she was recently found guilty in a New York federal court on five federal charges, including sex trafficking of a minor. The charges were related to her role in Epstein's sexual abuse of minor girls between 1994 and 2004. After careful review of the detailed uh, objections submitted by non-party Doe 1753, 54, 55, 73, 93, and 151. I, what do those numbers mean? Counsel, it's like all, I'm so curious about all the numbers in between. <laughs> yeah, there's not eight. If we're going up to 151. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the whole island right here. Um, <clears throat> she doesn't want to address the objections any further. Maxwell's attorney wrote, each of the listed does has counsel who have ably asserted their own respective privacy rights. And she's going to leave it up to the court to conduct the appropriate review. This is her just fl- like just flicking her middle finger up at everyone right yeah i think so uh the ultimate middle finger would be to say those names though but i guess <laughs> yeah it's too it's too risky what a bummer for her you know, I mean, what does she have spot. to lose well What's doesn't that? she know that they're gonna oh, they're gonna announce the names you think do you, so do you think the judge will release the names well well if the judge doesn't get suicided i mean mm. it's, i think it would be crazy <laughs> all right i think it would be crazy if he didn't like she's not she's definitely got you know a good chunk of the blame as to what went on but that doesn't mean that other people shouldn't be guilty as well so um i well let's get to part two of this story where i'm not so sure she's gonna stay guilty forever i think uh, she's trying to bring everyone else down and just get out of jail and then probably join bezos and elon musk in space that's my best (laughs) guess you know i can see that Yeah, she went from just a regular airplane to a spaceship, and I'm sure the girls on there will be great. But the news (laughs) sources say recruiting young aliens. (laughs) Yeah, they've moved on from Earthlings. They're like, wow, the Martian looks so young. Okay, so. (laughs) All right. Prince Andrew likely dated Ghislaine, friend, and ex Royal Guard claims. So. According to friends and a former royal production officer, they claim that Jeffrey Epstein's madam was constantly in and out of Buckingham Palace. And I'm sure he was also in and out of her former, allegedly, (laughs) 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 former palace cop Paul Page. What a name. Paul Page. Okay. Said in a new documentary that Maxwell became a regular visitor from 2001, dear Andrew and his sex accuser were photographed in Maxwell's London home. How come they didn't move to, into Florida in the first place? New York is not the right place to live if you want to commit misdemeanors. Go to Florida totally. like everyone else. Yeah, well, Epstein has a place there. Have you been, Mark? I went and visited. I did a gig down there. and You got to go <laughs> see it, you know. You got hired for a private gig at <laughs> Epstein Mansion? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was uh, it an island, would you say? or? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Did they ask you to do clean comedy? Because <laughs> there's nothing over kids 15 there. minutes. You said if I can pee in the kitchen, we we have a deal. Hey, there you go. But the, uh, the thing is, I'll say I'm I'm happy that she dropped that case because remember I had a pro- I have a problem with all these cases where you know people the 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 other reports of who else was involved don't come out when people mm-hmm. go ahead and they die or they, and they don't share to me that's that's a missed opportunity. I like that you said, and they die. It's like, yeah, you know, however it may be. Yeah, I hear you. So yeah. I assume, are, is everybody in agreement that you'd like to know who these people are? Of yeah. course, of course. 
yeah, we need, I think we're on a need to know basis and we're, we need to know. Yes, exactly. Also, just a fun little detail here. So apparently, Ghislaine described Andrew, Prince Andrew, as being her friend, not Jeffrey's. And she made a specific mention of that. And then also that Andrew was known for having 50 or 60 stuffed toys on his bed at the palace. (laughs) And if the bears weren't put back in the right order by the maids, he would shout and scream and become very abusive. Is this when he was a child or as an adult? I think this is as an adult, which lets me... uh, Now I understand more why the royal family was just like, go away. I think they had enough of his... Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of him walking around the palace looking for Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, we talk about the old soul. This guy's the other thing where he's just young at heart. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Stuffed animals. Get it together. You're you're royalty. He's you young imagine, at heart on. Can you, imagine getting, <laughs> can you imagine working at the royal palace and being yelled at by an uh, by an adult for not putting <laughs> stuffed animals back in the right order or place? I know, right? I mean, how do you? How does that not have murder written all over it? Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee like probably, those, those stuffed yeah. animals were a little hard, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if they could talk. Crusty. Yeah. I think we should actually yeah. him. Right. Did we not put any cameras in any of them? I mean, come on. Yeah. But now one of those point. was a nanny cam for crying right. out. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <clears throat> Well, uh, so so Prince Andrew was being sued by Jufri, who has long claimed that Epstein and Maxwell made her have sex with him three times, starting when she was just 17. And Prince Andrew has always denied these allegations. And this is when he got stripped of his royal highness title. And now he has to fight the lawsuit as a private citizen. Now, here's the part that is about to get real murky. According to an attorney for Ghislaine, they filed a motion requesting a new trial the motion is under seal but apparently uh the letter from her attorney bobby sternheim requests that all documents pertaining to juror number 50 remain under seal until the court rules on the motion so apparently juror number 50 came out after the case and after everything was said and done said that he gave he gave multiple post-trial interviews saying that he'd been sexually abused as a child he gave interviews to the Independent, Daily Mail, Reuters, as Scotty David. That's his first and middle name. He said he shared his own story with all the fellow jurors during deliberations and that it helped influence their decision. Defense attorneys argued in a court filing that the Supreme Court has ruled that a defendant is entitled to a new trial if a party can show a juror failed to answer a material question honestly during jury questioning. The parties are still litigating the issue and Nathan will eventually return on the motion for a new trial. Literally, it feels like Ghislaine's team paid <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I don't know. This is crazy. Listen, it's possible. It's, I'd like to give a quick shout out to um, the queen, though, for being <laughs> like pretty badass, right? She's like a mob boss. She's like, oh, wait, what happened? You're out. She, right. not even like, she just cuts him from the family. Yes, queen. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yes, literal queen. So can somebody um, in English say what that that legal document was basically getting at? What was the gist there? That was a lot of jargon. Basically, 
Yeah, so basically what's going to happen is they're probably going to say there was a mistrial because mm. this juror went in and tried to convince everyone from his POV after being sexually abused that she was definitely abuser and swayed the jury. And so now they're going to have another trial and drop the charges of her being guilty and then have a new trial. And I'm sure they'll pick the jurors and she'll be scot-free. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Got it. Well said. But that's interesting. If she was holding on to that hope, why would she really? I mean, maybe the court will just do it in that order anyway. But why say I'm not going to fight who it is anymore? Because what happens if those names get released and then there's a, a follow up trial or maybe that'll help her in the long run? I think it'll help her in the long run. I mean, I think there's going to be a retrial. Yeah, I think so. And what if the queen was one of the eight people? Ooh, <gasps> that would be fun. <laughs> He'd definitely be oh the oldest God. person on that island by a by a mile. <clears throat> I I was I mean I don't know I think Betty White was also there, but um, <laughs> oh Betty, I know R.I.P. Betty. Maybe Bob Saga was there, and this is this is his out, you know. <laughs> Louis Anderson. I, why is everyone dying suddenly? I know what's going what on. The hell? It's so fucking. We're losing. Crazy. Uh, also, his name is like your name if you did like an anagram of it. I know. I get that a lot. Uh, like dyslexic people are like, oh, I clicked on this because I thought it was Norm. Who's this douche? And I'm like, hey, I get it. Norm's great. <laughs> but yeah. It is. Yeah. I can't believe all these comedy legends are dying. And also so young. Yeah. Uh, 65, Louis 66 or something like that. Uh, yeah. Norm was 61, 62. It's crazy. What's going on? I thought we were supposed to live longer now. I know. I think that they're probably just getting on the spaceship. <laughs> I think they're Louis Anderson bought ones. a Peloton. That's my theory. <laughs> he pulled a Mr. Big. Uh, so thank you, George Peloton. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no. What were you saying? Meatloaf died as well. He would do anything for love except not die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exercise i don't know and eat healthy yeah i yeah i don't i don't know what it just feels like all these legends are just hitting the hay it's kind of a weird feeling i thought earlier today and i was like god it feels like all the legends are dying now and this has never happened before in history like, oh. <laughs> you know it's, like, true. I, hmm? it's funny when betty white died everybody's like can you believe it i'm like yeah she's 100 years old she had a great run what are you talking about of course she's dead Mark, that's so insensitive. She was uh, almost 100 years old. <laughs> ah, good point. Good point. She was right there. I, I just can't believe Artie Lang is still going. That's the real shocker. Hilarious. <laughs> good for him. You know, it is well, interesting. Well, he takes care of himself, right? He eats right. He doesn't put any junk in his body. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I just think it's odd we're not losing more comedians to the good old-fashioned way, drugs and alcohol. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I think it's the booster. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> Don't send me letters. <clears throat> All right. I think it's time to move on to my favorite case of the day. This is a really odd story that honestly could have happened to any of us. Okay. This woman made more than 20 fake Instagram accounts to frame her ex-boyfriend as a violin stalker. Mm. And she's now in jail. I'm like, wait, is this about me? Okay. Uh, wow. 
<laughs> Not that I've done this. Okay. No. A 20-year-old British woman is behind bars finally after she set up more than 20 fake Instagram accounts in a bid to frame her ex-boyfriend as a violent stalker. Courtney Ireland Ainsworth of Cheshire, England. Okay, it's like, tell me you're from the UK without telling me you're right. from the UK. <laughs> right. <yeah>. <laughs> Fish <laughs> and chips, bad teeth. Okay. Um, <laughs> like every buzzword. Created as many as 30 fake Instagram profiles between july and december 2020 according to the sun the newspaper reported that she used the accounts to send vile messages to herself after she split with her former partner louis jolly that's a fake name um whose last name is jolly yeah right right. i knew it i knew a jolly (laughs) really yeah kyle jolly ah right he he was a rancher in fact Uh okay sorry go ahead um so she'd been dating him for two years and she apparently made 10 police reports about her former partner during this time, including a report that he sent a message threatening to stab her in the chest. And then she involved her friends and family in this lie, asking her mom to call the police and report the fake threatening messages. Also, she claimed that Jolly videoed her walking on the street, harassing her friends, smashing items in her house and throwing a brick through her grandma's window. Also, just I like that it's videoed her, her walking on the street. It's like, okay. <laughs> right. Um, he was arrested six times because of these false allegations. And he spent 81 hours in custody. Not that long, if you ask me. He also lost his job following assault and stalking charges, was placed on home curfew for 12 hours a day, had to wear an electronic ankle tag, and had a stalking protection order against him. Wow. And he maintained... Yeah, this is insane. He maintained his innocence the entire time and was eventually absolved of the guilt when detectives unraveled her web of lives. The detectives requested user data from Meta, a.k.a. Instagram, revealed at least 17 accounts were created using her email addresses linked to her IP addresses, which were connect to her home phone and cell phone. <laughs> and she's finally arrested in 2020 and confessed, confessed to perverting the court of justice. I like it. Wow. I mean, I'm glad justice was served, but I, I don't I don't like the story because I believe all women. <laughs> so, no. All right. I'm joking. But, uh, yeah, that's tough. I'm glad justice was served. This lady's a kook. She's a kook. I just wish someone was this obsessed with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that is 20 new followers. <laughs> and I bet that they were actively engaging with her content. Yes, Exactly. You know, like I'm a whore for comments. So if you could just increase my following, whatever you can do to get it up there and just book some more gigs. If any of my exes are listening to this, uh, feel free to just, I don't know, make some fake accounts, threaten my life, whatever feels good to you, you know? Yeah. Move me up again. Don't take that literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please. So uh, listen, I know, I know when you're 20, like maybe you're not thinking straight, you get all you know, worked up about a relationship, but to be honest, and I know, I know we're joking here. Could you ever see yourself taking those steps? Like that's a long way to go to frame somebody and like ruin his life strictly because what was it? Because he broke up with her. Yeah. Like, but I, that's the new world order now. It's like, it's all online. We used to just key a car, whatever happened to key in a car, <laughs> right. you know, that those that are throwing the clothes out of the window. Those days are over. Now you go digitally. I feel like that'd go viral on TikTok if you saw someone throwing clothes out the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a classic. 
I mean, this is so crazy. I feel like this is definitely not the only case like this. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is this is pretty common, I think. I think this is like one of 500 million cases. Like definitely. This. Definitely. Yeah, I can't believe they haven't figured out that I'm one of them yet. <laughs> I knew it. Please stop messaging me. <laughs> oh, like, is, do we consider this catfishing? Oh, I guess so. Do yeah. we think catfishing should be a crime? But this is catfishing to get someone in trouble, not really to get laid. Yeah, that's not right. sexy. All right. So yeah. we know where you draw the line, Mark. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yes, I think if you're impersonating someone else with the intent of getting someone in legal trouble or beyond, then yeah, I think she's got it. Like, this is, it's insane. Yeah, it's too much. I mean, I'm sure this guy went through hell. I mean, he had to stay home during the pandemic like everyone else. So. <laughs> the only thing is he got some fancy ankle jewelry out of it. <laughs> yeah, God. I guess it's lost the right job. time to be on the house arrest. Everyone lost their job in 2020, Dimitri. Have some empathy. <laughs> good point. Um, but maybe he didn't get unemployment like everyone else. And Poor he guy. Was, he was in what? He was in uh, in custody for 81 hours, which is a couple of your your drunk tanks right there. So yeah, <laughs> really not that go. much. It's not fun. Yeah, no, I do feel bad for him. This is horrible. She's obviously nutty. I think if I grew up with social media, I would have been in jail by now. Oh, really? Like, I'm really grateful that I didn't have Instagram when I was 12. Same, same. I'm, I'm, I'm I feel the same, but I'm glad you didn't as well. <laughs> uh, why, what, what would you be in jail for if you had Instagram or social media when you were younger? Such a good question. Um, probably being too sexy. <laughs> Probably right. being on Epstein Island. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, Dimitri. I, uh, God, no one's going to be able to hear this podcast, huh? Okay. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I just think I honestly would have not been able to handle any level of being bullied on the internet. Mm, That's my yeah. truth. I hate to say it, not to bring it down, but like suicide is way up, anxiety is way up, depression's way up. And I think it's all social media. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the pandemic. I think it's social media. <laughs> Even pre-pandemic, though. I know. No, it's true. I think I can't yeah. imagine being a young girl growing like already going through puberty, having acne, braces, dealing with hormones, and girls being mean to each other and bullying each other in person. Then, then taking that into social media. Oof. I know. I don't... That yeah, sounds I mean... so horrible. When I was a kid, every every story was like these female magazines. They put these models on the cover and it's with girls heads or Barbie is bad because it's a sets unrealistic body standards. But now it's just Kim K all day. Instagram models twerking booty stuff. And I'm just talking about my feet, but it's, it's uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine what these gals are going through. I remember when I was in high school, I got emails from a fake account. That were like, I want to have sex with Leah. She blah blah blah, and and it was also like she looks like a gremlin, but I'd still have sex with her. Something that was so obviously written by a fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah. And my parents were so upset they called the police over the email and tried to track down the user. We originally wow. we you know, like we finally found out who it was, um, just because enough people because literally what happened is 
my parents called other people's parents demanding to find out. <laughs> Damn. So that's because how they found out, not through the police. They found out by calling and being like, oh. yeah, well, the police have never really been able to help anyone solve a crime but um no. <laughs> but you, but remember back in the day when you go to AOL you could see every account that that was signing in from yeah. your screen so it was like obvious to see who it was and that's how we found out who it was i would name him by first and last name on this podcast but let it just be a mystery it's prince andrew it is prince andrew yeah <laughs> prince andrew yeah i apparently like moved one of his stuffed animals and he got really excited <laughs> <that day. laughs> damn right. let's did you did you give the guy the business the the kid who did it um yeah i definitely made out with him immediately after all right well, you know, I, I don't think he meant you don't, you don't want to go business wet. <laughs> my bad my <laughs> bad <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break from all the laughter and uh, before we move on to our next case. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Time Crying. Did you miss us? If the answer is no, just you can stop listening. Um, my feelings are hurt. If the answer is yes, <laughs> don't offer that up. Oh, keep okay. listening. Yeah, keep listening. If the answer is yes, you're a normal, healthy, well-adjusted person, and we're not talking to the people who didn't miss us anymore. This is my version of internet bullying. All right, this next case is truly heartbreaking. Uh-oh. So this is the case. Mark, strap in, Mark. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You, can hear, you can hear it in Mark's voice. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna feel bad making fun of this person, whoever it is." Yeah, well, but it's the, coming. The problem with this case is that it feels too connected to Mark's background. Okay, mm. literally, not his professional background, the background of his Zoom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Uh-oh, hold on. Okay. This case is about Lauren Smith-Fields, and if you are a very good social sleuth, you already have heard her name. So, Lauren Smith-Fields was found unresponsive in her Plymouth Street apartment on December 12th and later died. The family said Smithfields met an older white man on Bumble, and it was he who alerted the police to her death. According to the report, Smithfields had asked LaFountain, this guy, for $40 for her nails and then to come meet her at her Bridgeport residence where they took shots of tequila. According to the police department, Smithfields was drinking tequila at her apartment with Matthew LaFountain. I feel like it should be LaFontaine. Okay. Yeah. LaFountain. <clears throat> When she became ill and went to go vomit in the bathroom, after she vomited, she came back. They continued drinking tequila with mixers. The two drank all the way into the night when she got a text from someone, which apparently was her brother, and stepped outside. She went outside to get something from him. And then when she came back in, she went to the bathroom for several minutes after she returned. Her date, La Fountain, told the officer that he thought it was odd but didn't feel it was his place to say anything because he didn't know her that well. And the police report states that Smithfields and the man had continued to watch the movie, finish the bottle of tequila, when she fell asleep on the couch, and then he carried her to the bedroom. They both went to sleep. At 3 a.m., he said he went to use the bathroom and she was snoring. He woke up at 6.30 saying that she was laying on her right side with blood coming out of her right nostril and wasn't breathing. And that's when he called 911. Following the police arrival, the landlord was contacted, but he didn't have any of her family's information. So it wasn't until days later when Smithfield's mom, Chantel Fields, went to the apartment to see why she hadn't been answering numerous calls and texts. And then, oh, God, this is so heartbreaking. The landlord put a note on her door that said, if you're looking for Lauren, please contact this number. My my heart would sink into my asshole if I heard that, if I saw that note. So that's how the mom found out that her daughter had passed away? Well, yeah, and, and and so she called the landlord, yeah. and that's how she found out about her daughter's death. Okay, so nowhere in the police report did officers mention detaining LaFountain for questioning, despite him being the last person who saw Smithfields alive. So the family, by the way, has filed a lawsuit to the police department. They're saying that they found a bunch of inconsistencies in the report, including that she was apparently intoxicated when she went outside to go see her brother, Lakeem Jetter. Jeter? Hmm. Jeter. All right. Riley, I'm so sorry. Okay. 
<laughs> including that. <clears throat> do you think when God was giving the commandments, he was like, hold on, go back. I didn't mean that thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Including that she was intoxicated when she went outside to go see her brother, Lakeem. And apparently, Lakeem said that that's not true. She wasn't intoxicated at all. Apparently, they were exchanging clothes with some like laundry situation. They talked for 15 minutes and he's he knows her super well and he never would have been okay with her being that drunk or would have said something to her if he realized she was super intoxicated. And it says that the police report doesn't at all match the story of the last relative. The family also said the police did not collect evidence in the apartment. Mm. The, the mother went back to the apartment. She said she found a condom with semen inside her daughter's apartment, along with a pill that was un- unidentified that they believe might be a sedative. They didn't test any of the cups to see if it was liquor or if there was anything inside of it. The first night we saw cups there flipped plates and lube. Mm. Um, well, you know. Um, and they also say that the Bridgeport police were super unprofessional in their handling of the investigation. Uh, apparently, Detective Cronin, who said he would arrive in 30 minutes, they waited over an hour for him to arrive. And then they called him again. And the family was told to stop calling. And then they, they got wow. an, I know. I'm like, well, who is this? My mom? <laughs> and then they received a visit from uh, Officer Garcia. And apparently, when he got there the majority of the investigation had already been completed, but so many things were afoot and like there were dishes out, there were bloody sheets, but everything had been like randomly packed and nothing was really properly logged. And they also said that apparently Garcia started talking shit about detective Cronin saying he was like an asshole and this and that. But then when they went to go get, they got interrogated at the police station Apparently, he was like, I would never say this about Cronin. Are you saying I'm a liar? So he was playing both sides of the coin. Hmm. Okay. The family's bringing in an independent agency to handle the investigation. And apparently, the Bridgeport Police Department is riddled with problems. The last two years, including the former police chief, Armando Perez, was sentenced to prison last year for rigging his own hiring process to ensure he became the city's top cop. (laughs) And that's not upon. I mean, that's motivation. That's I, that's like dedication. To go get her. I get craft. it. Yeah. I mean, we should all have that sort of stick to itiveness and drive, you know? Sure. Um anyway, this is a pretty tragic case, obviously. And apparently when the family went there, they saw that there was in fact blood in the center of her bed that was then fading out to the right side. So they don't really believe that she was just on the bed with blood coming out of her nose. Because why would it all be in the center of the bed? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a story that we are very confused about because there's been so little press on the case. And it seems like it has lacked any sort of proper investigation. Basically, her family at the end of the month had to go pack up the whole apartment. And that's when they found most of the evidence themselves. Um, there's not a lot of awareness. People are saying that just like the Gabby Petito case, maybe social media can bring more of this to light. Uh huh. Now, is the guy, there's no closure here. No closure. Wow. Well, it's clearly that guy who went on the date. I mean, that guy's up <laughs> to something, right? Yeah. No well, so apparently, police the, the police department didn't 
interrogate him or bring him in for questioning because they thought he was, quote, a nice guy. <laughs> wow. And nice guys don't commit crimes. Yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, this is going to answer itself, but it's like, how do you get the, we already know the guy got himself to be the top cop that went to jail, but like, how do you become police, police officers? How do you, how is it your job to go when someone is murdered, there's a crime to go there and not follow these basic steps, which we're just regular everyday people here sitting here. We've watched, you know, crime shows and documentaries. It, it, you're, it, you don't have to be a, a genius to know like, oh, don't touch anything. Pick this up. Look around like none of that shit was done. It seems like it's just a really corrupt police department and everyone's trying to be the top cop. I think it's actually a new <laughs> reality show. America's, America's top next cop. top cop. <laughs> uh, I'm more of a power cop. bottom. But either way, <laughs> yeah, this is super shady. And here's the problem with police. Police are like the post office. You know, they're government run. So there's no competition. Like, that's why the post office sucks. You go to FedEx. You go to uh, DHL or whatever the hell it is. You know, we have no alternative for police. So there's no competition. Right. Yeah. Well, right. We you can't get the mafia involved. Yeah, I bet they'd solve it in two days. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You can like you can hire a private <laughs> investigator, but you can't hire them and be like, get there before the police and pick up. All right. The right. Exactly. But we got to get dog the bounty hunter on this. Now we're talking. That's a good call. <laughs> OK, hold on. I, I think you guys need to see a photo of this man, first of all. Oh, great. Because I'm starting to see a through line of recent murderers. Oh, sorry. Alleged murderers. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God. Oh. Is this going to look like me? Is this another bald guy with a beard? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Dimitri? I can see it. I'm, I have some questions about where you were in early December. Uh, no, come on. Now. <laughs> I, the, listen, the Brian Laundry thing, maybe you could be like, I think I saw him. There's no way this, number one, I don't have that kind of build. Two, this guy's, you know, no. I don't Dimitri, see can I see you with your wireframe glasses, please? Uh, <laughs> also, is this not exactly what Brian Laundry looks like, but older? Well, I mean, yeah. he is in like a camping, in camping gear and shit like that. So, yeah. And he's, I, look, I understand that you're getting upset because you're like, not all bald men with beards look alike, but yeah. don't they? Well, <laughs> uh, I don't camp, so I think that kind of clears me of of being too associated with these guys. Oh my god! Right? Something? Okay. Yeah, but but I don't I don't like I I just think like ladies, you know, if you're swiping on a dating app, maybe just say swipe left on a guy who looks like this. I you know what? I'm glad I'm married because right now you're tanking every bald guy with a beard on on a dating app. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you see my crowd work just don't sit in the front row you know don't sit in the front row if you don't want me to ruin your relationship <laughs> i don't know i okay so so does this feel like a cautionary tale for dating app users of course yeah i think uh inviting someone over the first night's a little nutty and then straight to tequila the whole thing is a uh, is a recipe for disaster mark would know drinking his, yes, has <laughs> never done well for him. And look, I'm I'm in a relationship now, but I did my fair share of bumbling, and uh, it was pretty rare to get straight to the apartment. Also, that she asked him for money to for her nails beforehand. 
Yes, yes, fishy. Well, what's going bizarre. on here? Yeah, I don't I know mean, the whole that... thing. Like, how do how do you ever piece this together? Like, it's it's odd from the start, and then there was such sloppy follow up to it. Like, I mean, unless they can, you know, find a way and get this guy to answer questions or to to trace something back, like the woman with the twenty Instagram things, to be able to trace certain things back to somebody. But I don't think the 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 necessary steps were taken in order to in order to do stuff like that. Absolutely not. And I think that there was some sort of inconsistency with them saying the autopsy had been completed and then suddenly the autopsy wasn't completed and they're going to do more research on it. And I do believe that if anyone is going to get this case moving again, it's going to be TikTok. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think this is a there's got to be some fentanyl here. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah, I think he. He drugged her and overdid it, or maybe the brother gave her some blow. Something, something's going on here with drugs. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, there's there's a something with drugs. Yeah, definitely. Either, well, it stood he... out. It stood out when you said they were drinking tequila. She went and threw up, came back, and then they drank tequila with mixers. Yes. To Weird. be fair, I've definitely been too drunk, vomited, came back, and was like, "Round yeah. two, baby," you know. <laughs> Um, and this is why I don't drink anymore, but <laughs> do you not, you quit, uh, you know, I took like a seven year absence. Hey, good for you. That's I'm not, I'm not like sober, but I, oh, okay. I do understand that it doesn't align with me. Personally. A seven year absence from drinking or like you blacked out for seven years. Well, yeah, I did just wake up from a coma and wondering oh. how I got into this podcast. <laughs> I think the thing that really upset me the most is when I woke up on the floor of a frat house and one hand was covered in salsa and the other hand was covered in Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> and great. I was like, I got to quit drinking. Um, <laughs> just, just imagining myself going back and forth between like sweet and salty. <laughs> yeah, you got a good palate. A lot of range there. It was like the frat. It's like the boys in the frat house were like, don't she's got bigger fish to fry, you know, yeah. <laughs> on you, that one. <laughs> you have a condom? No, but I have condiments. <laughs> Whatever you need. I got it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Then I, I remember waking up at around uh, four in the morning, five in the morning, hopping out the window. Because nice. the door didn't seem appropriate. And then passing out on my front lawn that was covered morning dew when I woke up at 9 a.m. Damn. Your dad's just mowing the lawn around you. <laughs> and and what? And from that, you stopped drinking? I mean. No, no, no. I drank oh. for many years after. <laughs> oh, right on. Boy, we're one of the same. We're cut from the same cloth. I know. Uh, you know, I just, I was so much more fun when I drank. Same. Well, it's like well, the you... old Jim Jeffries joke. No great story started with, I had a salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I assume, Mark, you still drink because the sunglasses are not because you're, they're not blue blockers. It's not, you're worried about the rays from your computer. So are you yeah, hungover I'm, right now? I, I am. I'm hurting a little bit, but uh, I'm in Syracuse and there's really nothing else to do. So <laughs> I, I'm so lonely and uh, I'm on the road. So I had to, had to tie one on. I feel like we're stopping you from starting up again. No, I got a few hours. This podcast <laughs> is the exact reason to start drinking, in my opinion. Yeah, it's very sad. 
of because of the because of the so the news, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Not because of my dating history, although also very sad. <laughs> do you think very we have sad. time for the voicemail? I think we should do it. I don't think we have time for the voicemail, you don't? Dimitri. No. What if we have find extra time on our hands? I don't know. Right. We keep telling people to call in, but then we uh, have you know what? You're right. One. You're right. You're right. You're right. Riley, can we play, can we quickly play the voicemail? I think we deserve to hear it. And if it's something that we just can't tackle today, we'll tackle next week. But at least let's play the voicemail. And I want to say thank you to everyone who calls in and leaves the voicemails that we never get to. We don't want to trigger your abandonment issues, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Riley, play the voicemail, please. Hi guys, um, I was just thinking, like, I love your podcast. Super great. Have you guys considered talking about the Tamala Horsford case? She was a Georgia mother who went to a football sleepover with a bunch of other football moms who mysteriously died. And it's not, everything was ruled an accident, but there was some evidence that has mysteriously gone missing. It's just super sketchy. Thanks. Bye. Hmm. I've never heard of that one. No. Okay. I've also <laughs> never heard of like a football mom sleepover. <laughs> Uh, but I think I think we should look into that for next time. I mean, yeah, yeah. we'll look into that. And also, missing evidence. When we say football mom, do we mean like in the British sense? Like, is this soccer? Oh, European? <laughs> or are we are we talking That's... about American football? Yeah, we have soccer moms. Why not football mom? I think it makes sense. All right, we got some football moms in the house. All right, so we'll dive into that case next time. Thank you for calling in. And again, you can call us live at eight six six twenty one crime. That's 866-21-CRIME. 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-212-7463. You know, if you've got a, a question, comment, concern, case that we should look into, like Football Mom, which we certainly will. And Mark, any final thoughts today? This is probably not at all what you expected. Not at all. I have to ask <laughs> anyone else hard. I mean, all this uh, murder <laughs> talks really got me going. No, uh... Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to see you, Dimitri. Good to meet you. you too, this was Mark. super fun and enlightening, and uh, it kind of helps you not feel like a weirdo. Sometimes you're like, "Oh, I'm a psycho," and then you hear about these other people, and you're like, "I'm doing okay." Wow, I'm so glad that this made you feel better about your life. <laughs> That's what this is. This isn't even a podcast. Leah was like, "My buddy Mark's a little down on himself. Can we just fake a podcast and cheer him up?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah. yeah cut. Thank Thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming in today. But, you know, the gig's up. Um, yeah, this is actually an inspirational podcast on how to feel better about yourself. Mark, remember, there's people worse than you out there. Yes. Go get them. And I Mark, feel better. where can we find you on the internet? Hey, I'm all over the place. Uh, out to lunch on YouTube. I got my own YouTube channel. Uh, Instagram, at Mark Norman. Twitter, at Mark Norm. MarkNormanComedy.com for dates. Check it um, out. Dates with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's taking ladies hands off. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Got a nice and lady are you, at home. Mark, you're on tour, right? I'm on tour every weekend. I'm sure I'm coming to your town. So check out those dates and say hello. Yay. So go check out Mark. He's hilarious. He'll probably be wearing sunglasses. No, and... <laughs> no I'm not blind. But... <laughs> you're the no. Stevie Wonder of comedy. <laughs> Yeah, come say hello, and uh, yeah, we'll go gay comedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, look, you guys, if, if 
if you don't like to laugh, don't listen to the podcast. And that's our tagline. <laughs> I like that. Here, here. <laughs> What's something that should be a crime that's not a crime? Mm, good question. Um, calling me before noon. <laughs> Farting in an elevator Ugh. with other people. I'm definitely guilty of that one. That's a that's punishable by death, I think. Yeah. Crime punishable by death. Also, Mark, just so you know, Teddy has never been able to get me to wake up at 10 a.m. to do this oh, podcast. I appreciate and she'll it. she'll be furious to hear this. Sorry, we should have pretended it was midnight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, this has been an amazing episode of Real Time Crime with our guest host today, Mark Norman. Mark, I love you. Thank you for coming on. Go see Mark's shows. He's on tour. He's hilarious, as you heard here today. And I've been Leah Lamar. That's been sometimes Dimitri, who was a lot of times Dimitri today. And we'll see you next week. Love you all. Stay safe. Bye. It's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real. I mean, is it actually real time crime? Are we solving anything? Or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real-time crime, only on iHeartRadio. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.